Well, good morning, Liquid Church. My name is Kyra. I am the campus pastor of this location. It is so awesome to be with the fine people in Morris County. Today is the Super Bowl. Who is excited? Anybody? I'm excited. It's the best day of the year to go shopping. No one's at the mall. My husband is sitting in this service. He's like, not funny. <laughs> but uh, I want to be a team player, so I actually dusted off my uh, Giants shirt, and I am blessed to be with you all on Tailgate Sunday, because today we actually want to help you get your pregame on. So quick show of hands, I've got to ask, who is cheering for the 49ers? Anybody? Okay. That's like maybe a third of you, some people booed. Who is cheering for the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. Okay, and I have to ask, who is in it to see two Latinas, J-Lo and Shakira? Right? Guys, you know who's excited? This Latina. So just call me Shakira. And... <laughs> I just want to know, I, I want you to know, I obey the Ten Commandments, so my hips don't lie. <laughs> now, before we start today, I have to confess, I'm not really the biggest football fan, okay? I am married to a guy who loves football. Usually in September, he'll come to me and he'll be like, uh, honey, you have anything you want to talk about before football season starts? <laughs> And we, it's going to be 17 years that we've been married this summer. And so, thank you. Yes, praise God for that. We love each other. It's good. <laughs> uh, but over the course of those 17 years, we've actually, I've actually picked up a thing or two about the game during that time. And one thing that I do enjoy is the Super Bowl. Not necessarily for the game itself, but I love going to a Super Bowl party. Anybody going to a party here tonight? Right? Uh, I don't know about you, but I am super excited about eating all of the food because we are breaking our fast. Praise Jesus. <laughs> and I love, you know, catching up with my girlfriends. Obviously, I love seeing the halftime show. But something that I do really appreciate is what happens during a football game, and that is teamwork. You know, even though I don't know much about football, what I do appreciate about the game is that we can learn a lot through the concept of teamwork. Now, I remember being a young girl, as you know, I'm Puerto Rican, so I grew up in Puerto Rico, and I went to an immersion school. I was taught by American missionaries. That's how I learned English. And when I was a young girl, one of my teachers would always say, Kyra, there is no I in team. And people who coach still say that today, because the truth is we can't have a team with just a single player. You need an entire team to come together for a common goal. And in order to achieve that goal, you first need to select the team players. Now, my husband has taught me that in football, the top player in the NFL draft is placed on the worst team in the league, And I was like, wait, what? That process doesn't make sense. Like, seriously, you get the best player and you put them on the worst team. Go football, right? <laughs> But what I do love is that in Jesus' kingdom, what we actually call his upside-down kingdom, Jesus actually does the opposite. He chooses ordinary players and he puts them on the best team. And I love Jesus' process to assemble a team. Now, if you read any of the Gospels, which are the first, uh, first books of the New Testament, 
You see in those chapters a picture of Jesus walking down the street, glancing at seemingly random people and saying, you, Samantha, you, Tammy, you, Bethy, come, follow me. And you too. And okay, you too, Vince, you can come. Now, because I'm Puerto Rican, my Jesus is Jesus. And when he talks to me, he talks to me in Spanish. And so I imagine that Jesus is walking around saying, Tu, Fernando, Tu, Jose, Tu, Kaira, ven conmigo. And in Matthew, we actually read that as Jesus was walking, he saw two brothers and he said, Come, follow me. You see, this isn't Jesus going to job fairs of the Ivy League rabbinical schools to do his team selection. Uh-uh, that's not how Jesus rolls. Jesus' process to select his team is to walk the streets and chat with fishermen and tax collectors, men who had been passed over when it came to graduate religious training. You see, in each of the Gospels, we, th we read story after story of Jesus walking Glancing, pointing, and saying, follow me. Be on my team. Come join me. And the thing that's most striking about this team is that at first glance, it doesn't really inspire any confidence. Okay, like we have doubting, what's his name, church? Thomas, who was full of doubts, and Simon, who was a zealot, and Judas, who was conniving and conspiratorial. And these were the people that Jesus picked on purpose. Why? Church, I think Jesus selected a group of ordinary, unremarkable people to help us understand that his gospel transforms everyone. Amen? And because of that, all of us, each and every one of us, can be a part of his team. Guys, the Bible is full of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. He used a prostitute named Rahab. He used a murderer named Paul. He used a tax sheet named Matthew. And he uses a sinner named Kyra. Unremarkable people can be undeniably transformed by God. So if you're here this morning, I want to let you know that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Amen? Now, after assembling his team, Jesus used teaching, conflict, yes, and difficult conversations to spiritually form and shape his team for three years. And when Jesus' ministry on earth came to an end, he assembled his team, the disciples, and he said, huddle up, guys. Come here. Vengan acá. I'm leaving soon. I'm going back to my father. But before I go, I want to give you the final play, something that is worth giving our lives over and the whole reason why this team exists. You guys ready? Here's what I want you to do. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of what church? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus said, hut, hut. <laughs> Church, 
That is still our goal today. If you are a follower of Jesus, he is still our coach. This is still his team. And he has called all of us to go and make disciples. That's what makes Christianity a team sport. We all come together to serve one another and to serve all of, the, all of those not yet on a team so that the world will actually come to know Jesus. And here at Liquid... God has given us a vision to reach people in a spiritually dry and spiritually barren land called New Jersey with the refreshing truth of his gospel. And if you have been with us for a while, you know that at Liquid we say our vision is to saturate the state with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so in honor of the Super Bowl, I want to invite you to chant this with me as if you were in front of your TV cheering for the Chiefs. I guess it's our favorite team. Can we say that all together, church? You ready? One, two, three. Saturate the state with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The 9 a.m. was better. Come on, people. We got to do that again. It's Super Bowl Sunday, okay? One, two, three. Saturate this day with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hey, man, that was much better, much better. Now, when I think about our vision to saturate the state, I think of the people that we have been able to reach and serve here at Liquid and Parsippany. I think of a mom who came for the first time as recently as two Sundays ago who has a son who was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and who found a home at Liquid. And she had an amazing experience and was kind enough to write us an email. Let me share with you what she said. I can't even put into words how incredible our first experience at Liquid was. I was struggling for so long in the Catholic Church, wanting to really truly connect, but never feeling it. Yesterday, meaning Sunday, Everything came together for our family. We felt connected, inspired, and left feeling happy and peaceful. It was so amazing. And we will be attending Liquid every Sunday. Both of our children loved being a part of the children's program. Our son is nine and was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when he was three. Because he has lived with it for most of his life, it has made him and our daughter extremely empathetic towards children with special needs. Liquid is a special place, and we are excited to be a part of it. Church, that is the church at its best. At its best. And I want to say, can we hear it for those of you who are serving, who had a part in making this woman have this experience? Can we thank you for that? It is because of your commitment that guests like this mom can make liquid their spiritual home. This sort of result is only possible when a brilliantly coordinated effort is brought to bear by people. You see, teamwork in the church actually depends on everyone knowing their position and fulfilling it, just like in a real football game. And when we do that together, we allow God to work through us and we have a unique opportunity to serve people like this mom. Guys, that only happens because of teamwork, because of men and women like you who have said yes to Christ's invitation to serve here at Liquid. You know, I truly believe that here in Parsippany, we are in a defining moment as a campus. We launched this campus 
two years ago. And by God's grace, we are maxed out. We have no space in our primetime services. Guys, every single week, we have the honor of welcoming 2,000 adults, just adults, in this campus. Children's Family is welcoming 500 kids consistently every week. Can we hear it for that? I agree. Praise God for that ministry. We consume hundreds of pounds of coffee every week. I know because we pick up those cups every week. And all told, by day's end on Sundays, we've actually parked over 1,100 cars, thousands of cars in a 400 parking lot, which is why we're expanding our parking lot this spring. Can we give God a praise for that? Now, we know that we have to create physical breathing room in our services by adding a third service to our Sunday morning. And we're excited. Like the Holy Spirit gets all of the credit for what is happening in this campus. You heard it today in the 411. We're launching three services come Sunday, February 16th in 2020. Just two weeks. And we know that with an additional service time on Sunday, we're going to be uniquely positioning our campus to reach and serve more people in New Jersey. More people that are going to have the opportunity to hear the gospel, to come to Liquid and have experiences like the one that that mom shared with us by email. And with additional service times comes additional opportunities to be a part of the team here at Liquid to fill the unique position that Jesus has designed for you on his team. And so today, I want to invite you to join our team, to help serve others, whether it's through ushering, liquid family, parking, however you feel called, and help us fulfill the mission Jesus gave us to saturate the state with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, I am a mind reader. It comes with being a mom. Moms, any moms in the room? Am I right? You're thinking, Liquid doesn't need me. This place runs itself. I come every week. I see hundreds of people wearing orange or blue dream teams. Can I just share with you what the biggest misconception at Liquid is? That we don't need you. But the reality is that for most churches, including Liquid, there's a thing called the 80-20 rule. 20% of the people do 80% of the serving. So if you're serving, if you're part of that 20% that serves, we just want to thank you. Can we hear it for them for consistently serving every week to reach people. And for those of you who aren't serving, listen, I understand there's a lot of reasons for that. Just after the 9 a.m. service, I had someone call, come to me and say, you know, Pastor Kyra, I never thought that I could serve because I thought I was too old. And I was like, no, if you're not dead, God's not done with you. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I have people that come and say, you know, Pastor Kyra, Sunday's my family day. I just want to spend time with my family or, you know, I don't want church to feel like it's a job or I actually work six days a week, 14-hour days. I'm lucky if I even make it to Sunday service. Listen, I get it. I totally get it. I don't want anyone here feeling guilty. That is not my intention at all. In fact, our pens at Liquid say, say faith is a journey, not a guilt trip. 
It's not about guilt. But what it is, is that I want to invite you to be a part of something bigger than yourself. To be a part of a movement of Jesus followers who have some pretty amazing moments together as a team when we all come together on Sundays and live out the best goal in the world. That is why we rally together as Christ followers. When we serve together, it shows the world that we are a movement of people that live their lives on mission. It's the rallying point of the church of Jesus Christ. Now, uh, by the way, does anybody know what I have here in my hands? Man, you guys are overachievers. I had like a whole joke that this was the new chamois for Pastor Nathan's new Corvette. <laughs> uh, but you're right. It is the terrible towel. And so I want to ask that you actually call it, ooh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans? Yes. Interesting. That is pretty adorable that you're a fan. Uh, speaking of adorable, I have to tell you, I, I have a, an adorable towel myself. Look at this one. I thought this was so much better. I bedazzled it just for you guys. It is a little bit much, but so am I. <laughs> but to be honest with you, the terrible towel, or like I say in Puerto Rico, toalla terrible. Can you all say terrible? Say it, church. Terrible. You can do better. Turn to your neighbor and say, terrible. And you're correct. <laughs> terrible. It comes from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I don't know if you know this, uh, but I actually had to look it up. Uh, but the terrible towel was born in 1975, way before I was born. I just want to say that. But like I said, uh, two weeks before the game, the legendary Steelers uh, broadcaster, Myron Cope, was told to come with a gimmick where he could actually excite fans about the game. And so he had this idea, I'm going to get something that everybody owns, which is a towel. I'm going to get yellow and gold towels, and I'm going to write the words, terrible towel, printed in black. Terrible because their defense was so good that it was terrible to face them. And so Cope would say he would like spin the towel around his head and he would say, the terrible towel is poised to strike. That was, I looked it up. That was my imitation in YouTube. <laughs> but what happened was during a game between the Steelers and the Baltimore Colts, the Steeler fans pulled out the towels, and they started to spin them around their heads, rallying the Steelers to beat the Colts. Not only did they beat the Colts, they went on to defeat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I had someone come after the service, and he was like, you know, I'm from Texas, so as soon as you got that towel, I was like, not the terrible towel. <laughs> but the entire time that the fans were spinning the towels like crazy over their heads. They were telling the fans, they were telling the teams, we're with you. We are with you. It was a reminder that there weren't just 11 of them on the field. They actually had 50,000 people who took the towel and said, we're on the team with you. Even though we're not there in the field, you have the energy of the entire still city behind you. Church, it is just like that here at Liquid and Parsippany. It can't be 11 people in the field. We want everyone to take the towel and win the victory. Amen? Now, I don't know if you guys know this. You know what the terrible towel is, toalla terrible. But did you actually know 
that Jesus also had a terrible towel. Like, I'm serious. Let me show you. Uh, John, one of Jesus' biographers, was writing about a time when Jesus was having dinner with his disciples. Now, this was the last time that Jesus was going to be eating with them before his victory on the cross. So this was like the pregame meal, and Jesus was super intentional with what he did in that huddle. And John describes it this way. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Jesus was on his way to the cross where he would die for the sins of the world. And on that cross, Jesus claimed victory over Satan, sin, and death. This isn't just a Hail Mary. This is the greatest victory of all time. This is the moment where death would work in reverse to those who come to know Jesus and accept his death on the cross. And he's trying to help rally his disciples to stay focused on the mission after he's gone. And so John says that Jesus got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured, uh, he began to wash disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Now, it wasn't a terrible towel probably like woven linen, but he put it around his waist. You want to know why? Because what image comes to mind when you see people wearing a towel around their waist? Servers, people who come to serve. Guys, I just want to pause for a second here. This is the king of the universe, the Lord of lords, the name above every name who created them, who created their feet, and he's getting on his hands and on his knees, and he's washing feet. This isn't just humble. This is, dare I even say it, humiliating. And yet Jesus said, I am doing this for you, to give you the example of what you now must do for me or for others. And Simon Peter actually caught this. He was like, this is totally degrading. Because look at what John writes. He, meaning Jesus, came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, you're going to wash my feet? Translation, Jesus estás loco. Lord, you're going to wash my feet, not me, bro. You can't be washing nobody's feet. You're the Messiah. You're the coach, Jesus. You're the king of the universe. This is beneath you. This is a job for the water boy. Bobby Boucher, he washes feet. The coach don't wash the player's feet. But Jesus wasn't like other kings or coaches. Jesus was revolutionary. He was giving them a whole new playbook, asking them, lay down your pride, sacrifice your egos, and live to serve one another. Because look at what Jesus responds to him. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, now you should wash one another's feet. I want you to listen to Jesus' game day instruction. And I want to invite you to say this as if we were 50,000 people in the MetLife Stadium. You ready, church? 
I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Translation, I, your Savior, took up the towel. Now you take up the towel. Will you take up the towel, Javier? Will you take up the Tammy, Bethy? Will you take up the towel, Cynthia? Will you take the towel and wash the feet of our new guests and say, welcome home? to the house of God? Will you take the towel and wash the feet of children with special needs? Will you take the towel and wash the feet of men and women who are far from God? You know who took the towel? In fact, they actually took five terrible towels. The Gonzalez family. Now the Gonzalez family, man, they're awesome. Rich and Adriana have three boys, and they serve together at our Monmouth County campus. And for them, serving is a team sport that they rally together to get behind. Check this out. We began serving together when there was a call for the 300, when we knew that Monmouth County campus was going to be launching shortly. Our oldest son was already serving in Middlesex and Liquid Family. I serve with my entire family. What we do at Liquid Family, we uh, help interact with the children uh, in the activities that we do. Serving has definitely helped me grow spiritually. Me being able to be a role model and influence to children, worship with them, that really helps me uh, get closer to God and especially with my brothers. Serving together as a family, our day starts at uh, 5 in the morning. Uh, I get here about 6 in the morning and start to unload uh, road cases. What I find most joyful about serving would have to be serving on the worship team, leading the congregation into worship and preparing everyone's hearts for the message. I've been able to use my gifts in the Welcome Center because I, I, I'm an outgoing person and I feel that that gives me the ability to connect with people. I love hearing a new guest saying I have found my home church. I mean that just swells my heart with joy when I hear that. Serving together helps us to grow spiritually. We um, draw closer to the Lord by doing so, and I think in doing so, it helps us to grow closer as a family. We have so many teams working together with the common goal of saturating the state with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it takes a lot of work, a lot of members, and in essence, in doing so, what we're doing is that we're carrying out God's dreams. That's what we're doing. So teamwork makes God's dream work. Can we hear it for the Gonzalez family? Can we make some noise? Five towels for the Gonzalez family. The family that serves together stays together. Now, aren't they inspiring, though? In all seriousness, did you catch it when the boy, one of their boys said, I'm actually growing closer to Christ because of my serving? They're actually learning more about their faith and growing in their walk. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Liquid, I'm going to even say it this morning. You can't grow in your relationship with Jesus unless you take the towel. There are people who don't know Jesus yet because they're waiting for you to take the towel. There's community that you have not yet experienced because you have not yet taken the towel. And my question to you this morning is, will you take the towel today? Adriana said it best, teamwork makes God's dream work. And so as your campus pastor, I want to let you know that here at Morris County, 
we are hosting a Dream Team Expo today with over 14 different ways for you to get involved. And I just want to highlight three special teams where we have a towel with your name on it. And the first one is middle school. I want to ask, will you take the towel and serve in our middle school room? I want to show you a picture of what our middle school room looks like. And I want to let you know, you see these guys praying? Parents of middle school kids, those are your leaders, praying for your children before they even arrive. And I love this picture of JP and his boys just hanging around and having fun. Can I just say, middle school, it is such a crucial age. My own daughter is in middle school. It is a crucial age for spiritual development. And we need men and women, godly men and women, who want to pour into our kids and say, I want to let you know that Jesus loves you, that the way that he sees you is how you're defined in the world, not like your school or your other friends uh, identify you. And we need men and women who say, I want to take the towel and I want to invest. I want to be a voice of godly influence in this age, in this church, for those kids. Amen, JP. I thank you for your service, bro. You're amazing. Will you take the towel, church, and serve in special needs? Listen, we shared with you guys that we are actually launching a full-service coffee house that's going to be open Monday through Friday for, by adults who have special needs. And church, the word is out. We have tons of parents coming every single week with children who have special needs. 75 families, if you want me to be exact. I know because my family is one of them. And I want to ask you this morning, will you take the towel and wash the feet of children who have special needs, children who are made in the image of their heavenly father, who have a plan and a purpose for their life? Can you take the towel and give rest to their parents who can come here on Sunday mornings and sit for an hour together? Will you take the towel and say, I want to invest in that life because that life matters Will you take the towel and serve in our parking team? I want to show you a picture of what it looks like to serve outside in the parking lot. We have tons of men and women coming to our campus every week who are far from God. And I heard it once say, the service doesn't start in the auditorium. It actually starts in the parking lot with men and women like our own team here in Parsippany who come and say, I want to be outside greeting people, waving high force to them, giving them a smile, helping them out of the car because I want them to know there's a space for them here. There's a place for them here. And whether it's rainy or snowy or sleet or hail or cold or foggy or heat, I'm going to be outside because I want to be part of a team that actually does a miracle every single week when they park thousands of cars in a 400 parking lot. Talk about the miracles of the fishes and the loaves. And as your campus pastor, I'm asking you to get off the bench, take the towel, and join our dream team. Guys, these are just three out of our 14 dream teams. In fact, these leaders 
who serve in all of these areas, they are the backbone of our church, and we would not be able to function without them. And I thought it would be cool if today you actually got to meet some of the most amazing people in our campus. Let's make some noise and spin those towels for our dream team leaders. I want to invite them to come forward today. Let's make some noise, church. We thank these leaders for all that they're doing. for you. Guys, I just want to highlight some of these teams. We got Next Steps here. We got Coach Jimmy ready to coach you. <laughs> these are the guys that are in the new here bikes. They're meeting new people. If you love to meet new people, that's a team for you. We got our high school with Kimberly over there, another crucial stage. We got family, special needs. Guys, we even have opportunities for during the week. Where's my girl La Kenya at? There she is. Midweek service opportunities if you can't serve on Sundays. And so what I want to ask you today is to take the towel and I want to invite you to serve like Jesus. That's how he showed his greatness. Listen to this. Jesus said, the greatest among you will be what church? Your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. We are having a Dream Team Expo today in two minutes. And we have 14 different teams for you to choose from. I only highlighted three, but we're going to send you out to the lobby to take a look at them. Talk to the leaders because you've got a gift, and we want to help you find the team where you can help us use them. And by the way, can I just say, don't pick up your kids yet. We are actually dismissing this service early so that you have time to connect with our leaders, but their service is not done. So church, let me ask you one more time. Will you take the towel and serve like Jesus? Not this silly towel that I've been waving around all afternoon, but the towel that Jesus used to wash the feet of those he served. Right now, I want to dismiss our dream team leaders. Can we thank them for all that they do? We want to be ready. Guys, you can head on out. Go ahead and go. We want to have them be ready to meet you. They're going to be out in the tables ready to talk, meet, help you answer any questions that you may have. And so I want to challenge you this morning. On the eve of launching a third service, we're just following the Holy Spirit. This isn't something that we're manufacturing in our flesh. God is bringing people to this church, and we have a unique opportunity to take the towel and serve like him. Let me pray for us, church. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for the men and women this morning who you have been speaking to and are going to say yes to your invitation to take the towel and serve I thank you for the model and example of Jesus Christ. The Lord that we get to serve came to serve and not be served. And so, Father, I just pray that you would do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ask or imagine as we're about to launch a third service and we're about to create more opportunities for people to come and hear your word. Thank you for the role and the unique position that you have given every single person in this room. We thank you, Lord, 
for our ability to serve you. We pray all this in your son's name. And every one of us say in loud voice, amen, amen.